The trade conflict between the world's two largest economies that had been overshadowed by the COVID-19 pandemic has been escalating once again with Washington's new export rules to freeze out Chinese tech giant Huawei. And after China approved a plan to suppress acts that could potentially threaten national security in Hong Kong with the Hong Kong national security law last week, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump threatened to cut ties uh, with Hong Kong to punish China for this move. So let's uh, find out more about the implications of this tit for tat and what it means for relations with Korea as well. Uh, joining us from the Division of International Studies at Handong University, Professor Park Won Gun. Hello. Good morning, Heli. Good morning to you, Professor Park. Thank you for joining us. So, uh, Beijing, why are they pushing for this security law right now? Well, it's directly affected by the last year's Hong Kong's protest against China about the extradition bill. We remember that that was huge protest, and it will really hurt the Chinese regime itself, and especially Chinese Communist Party felt that it's going to be a hurt its legitimacy. Well. Since 1997, when the Hong Kong was returned to the China, and Chinese Communist Party had planned to have this national security role, and we know that in year 2003, actually they did try, but it failed. And but since last year, um, they felt that it could not delay it further, because there are very strong voice in China that uh, we shouldn't let them continue, and it really hurt Chinese Communist Party's regime. And Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Xinjiang Uyghur, and those are the vital interests for China in terms of national integration and unification. And also, I think this intensified the confrontation with the United States will make some uh, influence over this Chinese government decision, too, because definitely Chinese government need to have a very strong public support. So that's why they push forward to this very controversial issue. Right, and increase the nationalistic sentiment as well then. Uh, U.S. President Donald Trump, his retaliation would include withdrawing from the WHO as well as uh, removing Hong Kong's uh, favorable status. At the outset, does that really hurt China very much? Well, I think about the WHO, it has uh, some two, uh, I think that there are two problems. First, it will strengthen China's influence over WHO, Finally, I mean, the United States has withdrawn from this WHO because, you see, Director General of WHO, Gabriel Jesus, is uh, allegedly known to this pro-China figure. Right. And also, if United States proud entirely from the WHO, it can give uh, China the whole control of a WHO. And second one is, in the middle of this fighting, very serious pandemic, I don't think it's uh, such a good idea at all to from, well, you know, from withdrawing WHO. Definitely the world need to cooperate and help the, with each other. So I don't think it's a good time. And about your mentioning the end of a favorable tariff treatment for Hong Kong, I think it's definitely hurt the Chinese interest in a couple of ways. First, China will lose the important financial hub. Well, you know, it's Hong Kong stock market. Stock market is very important for China, and 75% of Chinese companies are listed in Hong Kong stock exchange. And also, if the end of favorable t- tariff treatment for Hong Kong, well, in the middle of the trade war with United States, the Hong Kong was the kind of uh, exempt. So they are, you know, not to have a 25 at maximum tariff on Chinese product. But there is another interpretation. It's not going to be seriously hurt Chinese interest because of the 
portion of Hong Kong in terms of Chinese GDP right mm-hmm. now is less than 3% compared to year 1997. At the time, the Hong Kong have a 25% of GDP of China. Right. So it doesn't... It, does not hurt the Chinese economy. Uh, in the remaining time we have, let's uh, skip ahead to how this affects Korea. In your view, how will the escalating U.S.-China spat uh, regarding Hong Kong uh, affect Korea's interests? Well, already we have a very serious you know, kind of a, the pressure got from both sides. And the very recently, the United States mentioned the uh, EPN, this Economic Prosperity Network, and they really want to South Korea participate uh, to this EPN. At the same time, China, and especially the uh, Chinese ambassador to Korea, he mentioned that South Korea would understand the, the China's security role. So we already have a very serious pressure from both sides to take side. Now, has your opinion then on what uh, this, we all keep saying sandwich, but uh, the way Korea should take a stance has it shifted since last time or uh, what do you think is the best way for seoul to try to uh, kind of wade through this conflict between the two biggest economies in the world i think it's a very difficult question to answer but i think a u.s china confrontation is uh, basically like a hegemonic struggle which means that it's going to be continued for a long period of time at least like 30 years in one generation so it's a very difficult to korea to maintain strategic ambiguity between the two so my suggestion is back to the principles and norms that brought prosperity and guarantee of national security for South Korea and acts upon with them. For example, like principle of trade, free trade and market economy and inclusive globalization, multilateralism based on the rule of law and the liberal democracy. I, I'm going to give you some example, like about the uh, security law of Hong Kong. Our government, I mean, South Korea can respect one China policy. That is, uh, you know, pr- pretty much accepted by mm. the international community. But at the same time, we have to raise our voice about the human right in Hong Kong. So that is a pretty much basic, you know, principle of the liberal democracy. So we have to, you know, act on those kind of principles. Uh, we only have like 30 seconds, but uh, just briefly, uh, the THAAD missile base issue, uh, is that going to continue to be a problem for Korea, you think? Yeah, I think so, because uh, President Xi Jinping himself mentioned that. So Chinese Communist Party has no choice but to continue to raise the issue. At the same time, the United States has a very clear intention to develop this missile defense system further, to integrate that with another patriot system. So it's going to be a remain the controversial issue for a while. Yeah, as you say, uh, the current government uh, uh, at least uh, went out of power. The, uh, the the current president as candidate did oppose the uh, THAAD deployment. Uh, but at the same time, now that uh, the uh, government is in power, uh, there have been some criticisms as to uh, being a little bit more forthcoming with the uh, rule of law and democracy in Hong Kong, especially as uh, many of the uh, current government are former uh, democracy activists as well. All right, uh, Professor Park won thank you very much for joining us. A pleasure to talk to you and look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you.